Hi, and welcome to the Lehman Krellin Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Baker. In this podcast, we focus mainly on regulatory compliance issues coming out of the UK, but there is a global component to the content we present. We hope you get value out of this one. Thanks again for listening. Welcome to this short crypto asset regulatory update. I'm excited to see how the crypto space develops, and while there are constant updates, I thought these three features are worth some attention. I'm your host, Damon Baker, and today I'll be talking about the following three stories coming out of the crypto space. So we have California's new crypto law, package two of the MICA consultations, and how a stablecoin issuer has halted certain asset transfers in the battle against terrorist financing. So first up, California's new crypto law. A few weeks ago, I did a quick update on Assembly Bill 39, which at the time had just been agreed at the committee stage and presented to the governor for signing. Well, on the 13th of October, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law Assembly Bill 39, also known as the Digital Financial Assets Law. Now, this law is a major step forward for the regulation of cryptocurrencies in the U.S. and specifically in California. The law establishes a licensing framework for cryptocurrency exchanges and other businesses that deal in digital assets. It also requires these businesses to disclose information about their products and services to consumers. It's set to take effect on July 1st, 2025, so industry has some time to implement. In the meantime, Businesses that are planning to operate in California will need to start the process of obtaining a license from the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. We'll call them DFPI. So DFPI, during this lag time, must create a robust regulatory framework, including licensure and enforcement authority for certain crypto activities. But importantly, the bill provides that DFPI must make rules and facilitate the refinement of the regulatory process They also need to clarify a few terms in the law, similar to what we have over here by way of the consultation process. Next up is MICA Package 2. But just a side note, is it MICA? Is it MICA? See, I think it could be MICA because it is MIFID, both of which are markets in. But I digress. So a quick reminder on MICA, among other topics, it covers the classification of crypto assets, The regulation of crypto asset exchanges and other businesses that deal in crypto assets. It covers the issuance of new crypto assets and also market abuse in the crypto asset space. So the consultation on package one came out in July and it closed in September. This one came out in early October and closes on the 14th of December. And then the third and final consultation is expected to come out in Q1 2024. Package two so the current consultation, covers a wide range of topics, as you can imagine. Some of the most important are, number one, the content methodologies and presentation of sustainability indicators and adverse impacts on climate. Two, continuity and regularity in the performance of crypto asset service provider services. Number three, offering pre- and post-trade data to the public. Four, content and format of order book records and record keeping by crypto asset service providers. Number five, machine readability of white papers and the register of white papers. And then finally, six, the technical means for appropriate public disclosure of inside information. You can see that the regulatory landscape for cryptocurrencies is still evolving. It's not perfect, but it is progressing. And that's a good thing for a $1 trillion market. Finally, Tether 
freezes assets in some wallets. So Tether, the issuer of the world's largest stablecoin, USDT, and also the third largest cryptocurrency currently valued at $83 billion, they have frozen assets in 32 wallets due to concerns over terrorism financing. The total amount of assets frozen is just under $900,000 or about 700,000 pounds. So regulators are concerned, of course, that cryptocurrencies can be used to finance illegal activities such as terrorism and money laundering. Needless to say, illicit transactions have existed in traditional finance or TradFi for centuries. So these concerns, writ large, are not new. Tether has stated that it's committed to working with law enforcement to combat the financing of terrorism. And while the freezing of assets by cryptocurrency companies is a positive step in the fight against terrorism financing, it's important to note that the freezing of assets can also have negative consequences. For example, it can harm innocent people who are mistakenly linked to terrorist groups. So it's important for firms to work closely with law enforcement to ensure that the freezing of assets is only done in cases where there's clear evidence of illegal activity. All of this highlights the importance of a robust KYC AML program. So whether your firm operates in the crypto asset space or in the TradFi space, feel free to reach out to us. One area we've been helping clients recently is on running health checks on various risk mitigation processes. Bear that in mind. Okay, that's it for this episode. I'm Damon Baker of Lehman Krellin. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.